Yeah, you guys need to get one of these. I'm gonna yeah. bring. I'm gonna bring one to Japan. That level or no? I, I did mean, Next day, you did. And the next, like the very next day, I had to come here because there was a uh, there's a leak in this office, and <laughs> like a gas leak. No water in the back. Yeah. It was basically like just a fitting on one of the pipes it was like rusted out, and it just. You know, I have been gone for, I don't know. On the hot water heater? It's actually not even there. It's from, it, like, the hot water heater was about to go. Like, we just yeah. discovered it. Yeah, it's like, I was like, this looks a little rough. <laughs> the one in the back. Yeah, yeah. So I'm replacing that on Tuesday. Because uh, I don't want to come home to, a, or back to the office to, like, a giant flood. Of hot so water. how long did it take you to beat it once you started again? The next day, I don't know, probably like about 40 minutes because I was here. They gave me a four to five window. Uh, like, Sorry, four to six was the appointment window, and they showed up at like 6.30. Uh, so I had a lot of times. So I probably – it probably took me about 40 minutes of playing it straight. I was just too tired. Like you called it. Like I was just exhausted because it was a five-and-a-half-hour stream – and I had rebuilt the level in one sitting. Uh, yeah, that was weird. How it didn't wasn't compatible. Yeah, the uh, the hit boxes have changed uh, on the the Switch version versus the Wii U version. Yeah. And like I remember hearing speedrunners talking about that at launch. Uh, I didn't try to do this at launch. Because I, I didn't have the capability of capturing all that at once, but I like that idea of capturing, like, like having David and I next to each other playing games at the same time. Uh, yeah. I, th I think that we could do a lot of cool stuff with that, and then also having four inputs, you know, like having a camera or the opportunity to have like two cameras and like dedicate one to Lola at all times. Oh, that was cool. Yeah, so I think, you know, we're doing some cool stuff here. But then, yeah, I'm going to be gone for a month, and then I can come back and start working on it again. You leave on the 28th? I leave on the 27th. Or no, wait, 27th is a Tuesday. I leave on the 28th, yeah, in the morning. So I only have Monday and Tuesday to see you before you go to Japan. Yeah. Yep. Then you can come to the hotness. Mm -hmm. Get ready. So it's hot as hell. It's like super terrible. hot. Huh? I mean, I I'm sweating right now. I just turned the air conditioner on. It's like but, 11 uh, p.m. Oh yeah, yeah. It, there was a big festival today for dancing. Mm -hmm. I go. It's really awesome festival. Yeah. I wish I could go, but it's way too hot to go. So. Yeah, that global they warming. Part of it on TV. Yeah, the global but they didn't show the whole thing, which is annoying. Yeah, it's. Uh, what are you gonna do though? Okay, so let me full screen this thing over here. There we go. Uh, yeah. Full screen. Okay, now I'm gonna YouTube videos. We'll just have to full screen them when I get there, kind of thing. Okay, cool. I got my show notes on my phone. You guys ready to start? Yes. Yes. Okay. Let's go. 
Uh, we're already recording. Oh, yes, welcome to the yes. show. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I like. I, yeah, figured... I didn't even notice that until, uh, yeah, probably one minute after you were recording, I was like, oh. I just, I just start because then I can always edit it out and like to the point yeah. where you actually start the show, kind of thing. So, I mean, this doesn't necessarily have to be the beginning of the show. Who wants to say the beginning? Well, I, I, noticed, I don't think on the show notes. Did you mention the new firmware? Maybe it wasn't on there. No. Oh, like Tony and I getting the new update? Yeah. Yeah. yeah you guys I figured that just, that's just at the end where we say any other news about Tony from yeah. Tony and Asif about their cars. I figure that was the news that both of us, uh, like a week after complaining, on our, on our own podcast that we both got it pushed to us. Yeah, I think I think it was yeah. totally planned. <laughs> so so I think, I think that what um, I'm on. I'll tell you, 30, I have a yeah. of it, which I posted in Twitter. Yeah. Um, I'm loading up my phone. Uh, yeah, I'm at twenty nineteen dot two eight dot three dot one. And so am I. We're running the same. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, so <laughs> I guess that's had some improvements in the autopilot, but also some regressions. Mm-hmm. A couple of people mentioned that the car went off, like, out of the lane. Yep. And lots of yep. never done it before. Yep, 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 yep. That happened to me yesterday. I was like, I'm yeah, like, wow, this is worse. Rough. Thanks, guys. <laughs> I haven't had that happen. Yeah. I posted this morning. Somebody is asking specific questions about autopilot, <laughs> and I've actually tested some control situations now because Adam was asking me about it. Uh-huh. And there's a place on the Ohio Scenic Byway that's pretty windy that I like to test it on. And there's a yeah. section where it goes from two lanes to one, and there's foliage on the right side, like these vines are hanging over the road. Yeah. And it has never been able to do that without coming out of autopilot mode. And with the update, it was able to do it. And it, no beeping, like there's an object in the road or anything. So it's doing something yeah. to recognize objects that are yeah. not own non-cement wall. Oh, yes. man. I had this hilarious moment yesterday. I was driving on 77 from, uh, you know, like, was it 241 Wales? Mm-hmm. Uh, Maslin Road yeah. down to uh, Everhard, right? Belton Village. And... It's under construction always, yeah. right? Like that's just that highway seventy seven south in Canton always under construction. Yeah. Um, so there's this area right before Portage exit where there's no shoulder lines, right? And it's always kind of giving me problems there. But like, so this time I get there and the car's just like, I'm like, no, bad car, and I just stop it, and then you know it beep beeps and it's and I was like, ah, it was worse than it had ever been there. Normally, it just hypothesizes where the lane is. Because, like, the problem is it was a shoulder under construction, no edge line, a yeah. drop off. You know, so it was just, it was very confused. And yeah. uh, even how it reacted to cars in that situation, how it was, like, almost getting closer to a car away from that thing it was just very jittery it felt indecisive for the first time and i was like yeah this is worse ai than whatever was in my i think i had 24 before uh and i was like yeah this is worse um but you know if you're driving it properly uh a tesla or any auto you know the autopilot feature 
you have your hands on the wheel and you can you can correct whatever it's doing wrong. So I I definitely corrected it. But yeah, that happened to me yesterday. And well, in the uh, autonomy day, they talked about how like every time they like add a new feature to autopilot or something mm-hmm. or new training, it can regress other parts. It'll like it's very hard to manage how the system learns. Mm-hmm. And anytime you add anything to the training data, it can have it'll end up changing like everything in unknown ways. So it's like massaging the AI to do things better, but there's no guarantee. Training is a good word, but when you're, you're really changing, you're changing some sort of scoring. Mm -hmm. It's weighting something over something else. So whereas edge line was maybe had a higher value now, it's finding a drop off. Mm -hmm. Location. Or like you know, like I you think stuff on the fly. Yeah, like, or like no shoulder situations. I think it it could do better. I think like oh, it, 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 it for sure struggles. Yeah, they need sure. to figure out like uh yeah, because I know it's all machine learning, and this is like a neural network. Over time, it's going to get better. But like I think focusing the car on trying to notice no shoulders better would be a huge plus because uh you know Ohio is always under construction. And I think like that's that's the one thing that I've noticed with the yeah. car, um, but yeah, like for the most part, it's if the highway's in good condition, I use it uh, like all the time now. And I didn't in every other part of my drive, I didn't feel any problems with it, you know. So it it still handled the curve right. It still accelerated and decelerated. Like there was a someone who was slowing down or something in front of me. It was like I, I can't remember. It was like a truck or something or like an RV. And they slowed down to like 40 and the car did a really good job. I did change it to three car lengths, Tony, because after our discussion, I went back and looked and it was at five. So that was like super conservative car. People behind you get annoyed at five. I think five is like super overkill. It is. And even people that aren't aggressive drivers are annoyed with you if you have a set for, for five. But you know, like you go back to your driver's ed and you're told for each 10 miles per hour you're going, you should be giving one car length. Car length, yeah. So no, I'm, I, saying I'm on the highway. Of course, I should be using my AI at five because I'm going 65 or 70, or in your case, God, 90. You have to understand the capability of other cars on the road in order for that to be safe, right? So what, what can their brakes do, right? What's the performance yeah. of their car? If they stop in this much time, will I be able to stop in that much time? So that's all. Yeah. And I guess it's a situation where Tesla brakes are better than most other cars on the road. So you are you're, you're, no performance numbers on the stopping of the Model Three. I mean, I'm sure it's very good. Like I've driven it. Like, are there numbers on the X and the S at least? Oh, I'm sure there's numbers on all of my just on. Yeah, yeah, it's all yeah. Public. Remember they had to issue that firmware update because um, who was it? On the three. Consumer Reports did breaking multiple times in a row. I think it was Consumer Reports. Yeah, it was. We still haven't started, like, introduced the, the show or anything yet. So this is... Oh, yeah, yeah. We should probably do that. This is 9 to 5 Elon, episode 3. I'm Asif. I own and operate Shack News. That's Tony, minus Sara. She's been replaced by a bunch of Matchbox cars this week. Hot Wheels, not Matchbox. Oh, my bad. I'm sorry. I, it was in the tiny screen. I couldn't see it for a second. <laughs> I got these old eyes. And then we have Adam, who we woke up in Japan. It was 
hot. It's like it, he's dealing with uh, yeah. he's dealing with the effects of global climate change in in Japan right now. Yeah. Uh, but thanks for waking up and joining us for this. But yeah, I figured before we continued to talk about Tesla for the next hour and a half without introducing the show, we should mention the the, the show. Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, I did want to bring up something because uh, I was at my daughter's camp. Preschool <laughs> camp. No, this has a point. Anyway. the very fed up. You just look like... <laughs> no, I'm real tired because I was in the sun all day. So at the camp... The, the camp, one of the the dads is like one of the head people of Toyota Autonomy. And I talk to him about this stuff every chance I get. And all the parents were getting trashed because that's what Japanese parents do at preschool events. So I was talking, to, I was trying to push the conversation because it was a group conversation towards that stuff. And then he started talking about it was interesting. He was talking about Nissan ProPilot 2, which is a recent thing here where um, they've mapped all the highways in Japan with Mobileye. Mm-hmm. And you can do hands-off driving anywhere on the highway here. I kind of want to try it. But anyway, he was saying that system is much better than what Toyota has because Toyota is going to be coming out in a year or so with um, – something similar but it requires lidars on the car uh-huh. and he was he was making the same point that elon was kind of making he's like these are very expensive and he's like it's much better to have a smarter brain and cheaper um sensors mm-hmm. than expensive sensors and he so i found that interesting he was basically making the same argument that Tesla had been making. Yeah. Uh, so I was like, oh, well, that's great to hear. At the, same, at the same time, though, like, yeah. I, I, at the same time, though, I really do feel like, and this is something that I've experienced in VR sensors, but also in Tesla. I feel like as you add more sensors, you increase the field of view and the depth of view. Yeah. AI is going to get better. So I, I think there's like a push yeah. and pull there. Like I agree that for it to be viable, you have to be mindful about the costs that are increased by adding these ridiculous sensors. But at the same time, now that I can record my my sensors, I would prefer higher resolution cameras on my car yeah. uh, than I currently. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, for the cameras, yeah. Yeah, you know what I mean? So it's like while there's other sensors that they can remain the same, I still think for computer vision – standpoint you could improve uh the resolution on the cameras and then maybe the car would get better at seeing things like the shoulder missing yeah you know like because when i look at my capture i'm not really impressed with it i don't really want to post it oh for sure uh, yeah. well, yeah, it wasn't designed for capture initially i know but I like now about that what they would have probably went with a different sensor or something yeah, no, I, I, I think so. How many cameras is it on a three? Is it six? Six Eight. cameras? Eight cameras, yeah. I mean, Eight. that's a significant cost if you're going from 1080p little fiber optic cameras to. Yeah, I mean, plus the internal uh, cam, which I guess makes it not right. Yeah, plus you can have more processing power. Or, I don't know how good that is at night. Mm-hmm. But, um, oh, hey, I got a new owner question that I bet Adam can answer. 
I Maybe. see lots of videos posted of people using autopilot in the rain. I assume it's the same as uh, adaptive cruise control or just regular cruise control on a car. Not suggested to do it in the rain, right? It will give you a warning if it can't handle it. Uh, it yeah, will, I agree. But should you and, even uh, be using it in the first place? I feel like I it, it's based on wiper speed. Like if, because you know it's an auto wiper. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so well, I've read wiper hits a certain speed, the car will just be like, eh, I'm not gonna do this. You know so, like, uh, lots of videos where people say it works super well in the I've rain. I've watched and I've watched tons of the videos, but I'm always like, I I wouldn't I've used it in the rain, but I wasn't comfortable with it in the rain. Um, I I'm I'm not yeah, I'm sure it'll get better once more there's more rain in the training set. Or like you know how Elon said after this winter will be really good in the snow? But it's not particularly bad in the snow. So I think if they focus some training data on rain. I think snow is easier than rain. I, I think rain gets on the sensors. And like when it, there's like a threshold. Like I agree it's about wiper speed, Adam. Like there's a threshold of just water hitting the car. Sure. And it's just dangerous. It's just if flat you out dangerous. Data to make decisions. You, yeah. When it starts raining, you're. The visibility is diminished, so it can't make as good a decision as when it's clear. It's just so there, but my, I've had it where my car tells me auto uh, autopilot disabled right now. Can't use it. You know, it's a yellow flashing thing on the dash that tells you you can't yeah. do it because because of rain. And then I, there's other times where I've been driving in the rain, you know. But it's like it, there's different levels of rain. And I think it speaks to what Tony's saying that that there's different levels of visibility. But yeah, I I use it in like slight rain. I don't use it at all when it's pouring rain. But uh, I also I'm also yeah. just a cautious driver. I when I'm driving, I probably would drive more cautiously than an AI would on 77 in pouring rain because it knows oh speed limit 65 go, you know. And I don't I don't think. I, I haven't experienced it, and I don't really want to. Yeah. I don't know how it would behave in that situation, you know? I guess other people on the road are going to dictate how the Tesla would drive also. If everyone slows down, the Tesla's going to slow down. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think the problem for me is, like, it's obviously less information if it's raining. I'm not comfortable with the car having less information <laughs> to drive me around. Yeah, so but, well, the question I, is... Because, you know, I don't want it to misinterpret something, which I've had the car do before, right? It, yeah. Driving a well, night. Thinks it's it's on the wheel. Is it better than just a human, the human plus it? Well, it's not. If it's misinterpreting information, it's not better than a human. Well, it, the only argument, in my right. opinion, for, for and why. And how quickly you can correct it and how Yeah, right, right, right. Which you're supposed to be in full control of the car anyway. Yeah, that's so. what I, that's how I view it, Tony. Is like as as for what it is, I always I do I do not trust it to take <laughs> my hands off the wheel. I yeah. don't. I yeah. simply don't. And I think given that, like if if users have that mindset with it, it's a nice way to take the load off of you while you're driving. Yeah. But then, oh, I'm human. I can auto correct this. Boop. And it's just like that. It's not like, ah, you know, it's never like this huge struggle. It's no, like, I'm like, car? No. It's always like, I always say car, no, when I do it. Makes you very comfortable with it very quickly because it's it's just feels very confident. Yeah. But once you have one problem with it, you're like terrified. 
but you're really only terrified for 10 minutes and you start using it again. <laughs> like, One how thing quickly you're conditioned to like trust the car and trust the AI is pretty mm-hmm. interesting. The, um, the guy I was talking to from Toyota, I was like, will it work? Your system work in the rain? He's like, no. Because it's using LIDARs. And it's funny because he was showing me, they've been promoting these e-mobility vehicles for the Olympics. Yeah. And uh, they're all autonomy-based, but they won't work in the rain. <laughs> I was like, well, what happens if it rains? He's like, oh, yeah, we got all these backup, just regular bus things. We're going to pull out. So a person can't even drive it. This is, like, stupid. And then uh, they they are not uh, – there's a person that's going to be in every single one of these autonomous vehicles that they're going to have. Yeah. And I was like, is there a steering wheel? He's like, no, but there's a joystick. Oh, God. Button. And we have to have people in the cars. I was like, is it an engineer? He's like, no, it's a highly trained person. I'm like, hmm. oh, like a, right. an Atari expert. Like, why? Are, why are we using joysticks <laughs> for these things? It's like, I think just to make it look more futuristic. Yeah, but sometimes, like, I, I understand that input devices in, in cars haven't changed in a long time, but the steering wheel's pretty good. <laughs> Well, yeah, he was saying, you know, long run, they want to have it so that there'd be like a telepresence person operating like eight of them. That seems like a horrible well, idea. The Yeah, but the law won't requires in Japan that there's a, per, a driver. Mm-hmm. Or at least there's a maybe not the driver, but there's a person in the car that can do something. So they yeah, can't even do I, think, I think in the future where robo-taxis become a thing that we're going to have to have like jobs and some people will just be like the operator of the Johnny cab for you. 100%. Like we can talk about it. That's a news yeah, Until it works 100% of the time, you probably have to have someone. Mm-hmm. So he was saying depending on how good it is, it, you'd have like one person for four cars or one person for eight. These things aren't really cars. They're, I don't know what they are. They're like, like people movers. Yeah. People mover things. We should yeah, talk sure. about the DC protests, all the all the long haul truck drivers that went out and protested artificial mm-hmm. intelligence and Tesla and sure. autonomy in general. DC trucker protests. Yeah. Sorry, I did not have yeah. that on the docket. Like cold miners protesting solar or something. The Tesla owner hate was pretty surprising on Twitter for for the guys that were protesting. I was like. People calling them Luddites and all this other stuff. I'm like, well. Yeah, dude. That's what happens when you get a bunch of rich people buying your cars. There have been many, many jobs lost to technology. I think it's pretty unfair. Like, Here we go. Uh, so, yeah, you got truckers shut down I-95 southbound outside of Washington, D.C. Yeah. On, uh, I guess, this was, this was, this was last year. That was last year. <laughs> There's a more recent one. They didn't shut the highway down. They pr- they protested in D.C. Uh, um, ah, there we go. God. Truckers rally in support of bill to outlaw driverless semis. Yeah. Yeah. Yikes. Um, I mean, this is a they took our job situation, you guys, and it's not. It's it's just. <laughs> Here you go. All these websites want to send me notifications. I mean, in theory, we could ban all automation because it gets rid of jobs. Yeah. 
Well, uh, it kind of reminds me a little bit of like the codfish fishermen in the Atlantic, Canada. Mm-hmm. Canada passed a ban on fishing because they had overfished the fish close to extinction. And sure. uh, the fishermen were like, no, you can't do that. This is our livelihood. Well, it, they did end up banning it. And the fish never came back anyway because it decimated them so much. But it's mm-hmm. like sometimes these people don't know what's good for them. Well, I mean, at the same time, like, like I understand. Black smoke matters. It's like we got to keep putting toxic fumes in the air because that's how we make money. Mm-hmm. That's how we always done it. You know, I think it's it speaks to a certain group of people in the country who don't really care about the future. They just care about getting theirs and then dying, you know? And, like, they don't care about what happens to Earth after they die, you know? And they're older a lot of the time. These guys are already, you know, folks who have been driving trucks for, like, 20, 30 years. So I understand where they're coming from. And, honestly, all of us growing up in Ohio, I think we can all understand, like, uh, businesses leaving, uh, industries evaporating from your area. You know, like yeah, we, we have almost no safety nets in the U.S., so it's harder on people. Yeah, so like I suggested, companies set up across from the protest with like a job fair and pointing them to online training. Like, there's a lot of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but some of these guys aren't going to be easily retrained. Like, that's kind of a false hope. Yeah, I don't think that's. I, yeah, I I agree with Adam there. I think like a lot of these people are you know career truck drivers and like they've made a good living. Because they do get paid well. It's yeah, really, it's yeah, tough. that's true. And what are they going to get retrained for? They won't get paid as much. Yeah, whatever they're going to be doing, they're not going to get paid as much. And like, it's like that same thing where they're like trying to retrain coal miners to be coders, and it's just not happening. These people are like in their fifties, sixties, forties, maybe. You could work in renewables, though. There's still oh no, like there's definitely firing up on roofs. I I think that like what we need to do is have some sort of uh, like I, I agree with some of the green new deal ideas out there and like those need to factor in retraining of people. I think that's, what's got to happen, but it's, this is not the end of this. There's like, so like, there's going to be a lot of more protests against automation and robots and AI, uh, and how that's having a deflationary effect on America. You know, it's undeniable. Technology is a cost-saving mechanic, but you know what one of the costs is? is humans. And we just keep losing jobs here in America due to it. And I I think Andrew Yang is onto something with what he's been talking about. Uh, And I think it's resonating with people. It's like, you know what? It's not Mexico. It's robots. And, you know, what we talked about last week with universal basic income is a path to at least ameliorating some of this. But getting back to what I said about what truck drivers make, they make like nearly, you know, 90K a year in some cases. Going down to 12K a year is not going to feel good. Yeah. So it's like... Autonomous vehicle, sure. And like we've lived through this here in Ohio and like seen the depression it causes and like the flight out of the state that it caused and the flight out of the cities that it causes. Yeah. So... This is going to have a deflationary impact on America at some point, you know? And it's like, it's just a question of, yeah, and like, I think I illustrated it pretty well 90K, 12K. 
Like that's the deflationary well, impact that we're talking here. I think fifty to ninety is pretty average for a truck driver. Sure, but fifty to twelve. You but know I'm what I mean? Like salary, that's very good for a, you know. But I'm just saying, like, good luck finding retraining someone to find a fifty k job in America when they're in their fifties after they've been doing this for thirty years. It's just I think it's going to be really hard, and that's where UBI and the Freedom Dividend or whatever what you want to call it can help. Uh, and I think it's it's a good idea to start doing this now than five years, ten years, twenty years from now when like whole cities are just decimated. Uh, and then like, what are people going to be doing? Like you know, like, there's got to be a point where civil unrest occurs due to the amount of unemployment caused by automation. So it's like I don't think Washington is thinking about this right. So I. I do think it's important that these kinds of things happen. I just think these people's anger is misplaced. Um, but yeah, it's, I understand why they're angry, I guess. And like, I've seen it before. So it doesn't surprise me. You know, like we, we've seen it before. We've seen it before with efficiencies in China, efficiencies in Japan, you know, like, uh, so America's had deflationary moments because of this before. And I think our response to it is automation, is artificial intelligence. And yeah, like Amazon should pay taxes. They should have a VAT. And I think that that's where this is headed, you know? So like, this is a good thing in the, in the end, I think. But it's, yeah, like the idea that, the idea that Tesla owners would look at this and be like, have this elite feeling i'm like that's kind of lame i was really shocked actually at how much hate there was i was like whoa yeah i think that's like a that speaks to the classist nature of being able to afford a tesla versus not being able to afford a tesla really true um so yeah and i think growing up here kind of gave us more of a frame of reference for this sort of stuff uh because we've seen industries just decimated before Speaking oh, yeah, of yeah, industries yeah, decimated, I just, I have to, this is a perfect segue. Speaking of decimating entire places, here he is to ruin the day, Adam, your buddy. Uh, <laughs> couldn't you have picked a worse photo? <laughs> you got to pick that new one with the wild hair that he's trying to get taken off the internet. I love the, the I got the. I feel like someone there. edited his neck fat. <laughs> Probably. This is, I actually gave credit here. It's CNN and Shutterstock uh, image. So shout out to them for letting me use this and please don't sue me because I gave you credit right here. Uh, so yeah, this guy, this president is escalating the trade war. He, he referred, he, he tweeted out something like, uh, we don't, who's a bigger enemy to the United States, Fed chair Jerome Powell or president Xi of China. And I was just like, man, that's not going to go over well. And then the next day, China announces, what, $75 billion more of tariffs uh, directly on automobiles uh, and some other things. So, yeah, yeah, uh, I'm not going to read it like Stephen Colbert does, right? That's not my job here. But our country has lost stupidly trillions of dollars with China over many years. They have stolen our intellectual property at a rate of hundreds of billions of dollars a year and they want to continue. I won't let that happen, exclamation point. We don't need China, and frankly, we would be better off without them. Really? (laughs) The vast amounts of money made and stolen by China from the United States year after year for decades will and must stop. Our great American companies are hereby ordered 
to immediately start looking for an alternative to China, including bringing your companies home and making your products in the USA. I will be responding to China's tariffs this afternoon. This is a great opportunity for the United States. Also, I am ordering all carriers, including FedEx, Amazon, UPS, and the post office to search for and refuse all deliveries of fentanyl from China or anywhere else. Fentanyl kills 100,000 Americans per a, a year. President Xi, Xi uh, said he, this would stop. It didn't. Our economy, because our gains in the last two and a half years, is much stronger than that of China. We will keep it that way. So Should have been this pick. Okay, yeah. fine. Yeah. I'll, you can, I mean, just send me picks for Trump articles because I, I foresee <laughs> I'm going to have to write... I feel like I'm going to have to write more of these. You'll see that I included a chart of the spy, right? Yeah. Uh, you see this right here? This is Donald Trump opening his mouth on Twitter, and he shaved off almost 40 points from the S&P 500 in, like, I don't know, an hour. So that's that's pretty impressive. Good work there, Don. Uh, he What's had this... Timing on that. That's a daily chart or an hourly chart? Oh, no, this, chart? Is, this is an hourly chart, I believe. Yeah, hourly. Uh, yeah, this was the open. Yeah. Uh, sorry. Yeah, this was. Yeah, this was. This was the open, and then, boom, down. Good work. Uh, so anyway, yeah, he had this meeting with the president of Romania, and I embedded it here because he ended up taking questions about the trade war in it about halfway in, and he said something that I I said, oh dear. When I heard him say it, like, I was like, we're really in trouble here. He said, somebody had to take China on. Um, and he said, China's been ripping off this country for 25 years, for longer than that, and it's about time, whether it's good for our country or bad for our country short term, long term, it's imperative that somebody does this. And he described himself as the chosen one during a Chopper Talk interview. You know those Chopper Talk interviews he does in front of the Chopper? Yeah. I don't know why he always talks to the press in front of the chopper. Yeah, talk. But yeah, so he did uh, call himself the chosen one. And uh, yeah, so this this adversely impacted a lot of stocks, including Tesla. Uh, Tesla was down to, uh, I think it's 210 a share around there yeah. right now. Uh, and it's almost entirely due to this. Oh, but there's a Walmart panel deal problem. Walmart, I'd say, was about $10 or $8 the day that it happened. And then this was another 12 or $15. Yeah. Uh, so we went from like being in the two thirties at the beginning of the week down here. Uh, but yeah, it's not just it, Apple got slammed. Everybody got slammed on this. So yeah, way to go president Trump. Well, you, you know, he's, he, he said trade wars were easy to win. They're easy. And this is clearly that easy part right now where it's escalating. I do think it's like a really dangerous game because China's a communist country and they don't necessarily care about the well-being of their people. Whereas they can play a waiting game with Trump who, who could be out of office in, you know, two years. Yeah. Uh, so I don't think there's, I, I think from a negotiating standpoint, I don't think China is motivated to make a deal until after the election. And then at that point, they might, if Trump somehow wins in 2020, then maybe they would have to make a deal with him because he would push the global economy further into recession at that point. 
Because it just seems like that hardline stance that he's taking, Yeah. Uh, I don't think he's backing down. I don't think he's listening to any of his advisors about this. So I think that the trade war could continue to escalate. Uh, and right now we're like talking about Tesla, right? We're all three of us are Tesla shareholders. Um, I'm like, I'm below my basis again. So I am looking at it from an opportunity standpoint because uh, I, I want to buy more shares, but there's no certainty right now. So I think it could go lower. Uh, but yeah, I can, if you like Tesla, if you like Tesla two weeks ago when it was at 240, you should like it more here at 210. But the psychology of this stock is like, oh my God, it could break 200. And then, like, who cares? It's a number. Uh, I like it at 217, but there's definitely room for it to go to 170. Like, there's mm-hmm. no question that that could happen again. There's yeah. Just- well, they're the only company that owns 100% of their factory in China. It's going to start. Yeah. That's fairly soon. But that I think. Benefit them, you would think. I so think that's a problem, though. I think, I, I think it's, like, from a market psychology problem, they're being put in the same bucket as Apple. Yeah. They're like, all those iPhones are made in China. All those Teslas are made in China. No, it's not. Most of the Teslas are made in America, but they do have a factory opening there. Yeah, but it's only selling into China. Yeah, I know. I know. It will only be. Yeah, so I I get it. That's why I think there's a huge opportunity here because, like, the revenue growth in the back half of this year into the beginning of next year is going to be massive for this company. Yeah, I think. I mean, the, yeah, the S and the X and then the performance threes were all supposed to be shipped from the U.S. to China. So those could be negatively impacted. Maybe yep. Tesla could start making performance threes in China, but they're not going to devote space at the factory for the S and X no matter what. Mm-hmm. They'd probably just prefer yeah. to take the hit on sales. They'll take the hit on the sales of the S and X because they're luxury cars anyway. Um, I think is what will happen. They're lower volume. It, it, the, the, the whole point is getting the three to China as cheap as possible and getting that cheap three out the door in China. Cause that's how you just crank yeah. the money machine. Uh, they already had to change pricing though once because of all this, they, uh, cause the autopilot computer mm-hmm. got it more expensive because of the tariffs. Comparing so it to Apple. what do you say, Tony? I was saying comparing it to Apple is pretty perfect. The ghost of Steve jobs on Twitter had the best post. He said, Value compared to other car companies, uh, it's over. It looks overvalued compared to car companies, Tesla. But if you look at it compared to a software company, it's like laughably undervalued, which is mm-hmm. primarily really what it is, is a software company. It's, it's, a, it's so, a very diversified tech company. That's how I view Tesla. Tesla is a diversified tech company that is experts in certain fields that ha- they have like a five, 10-year advantage in some things. And then yeah. like... It, it, it's like a first mover advantage tech yeah. company. It's the supercharger network is not properly valued. Uh, yeah. There's like a lot of things going on at the company that I don't think, I think, yeah, people try to look at it like it's Ford. It's yeah. not Ford. Not, Ford. not even close. If you look at articles from 2000, they're talking about Tesla the same way they talked about Apple, like exactly the same way you can do a find replace on Microsoft and ice car companies. You can find her place and replace Apple with Tesla. They're saying the same nonsense, like, oh, there's, they're, they're going to get pushed out of the market. They're not going to be able to do this. They're not going to do that. Like, the products and the technology is so far ahead at this point. Like, 
the estimates were two years, then four years, then seven years. Now we're like, they're a decade ahead. I mean, just look at the Porsche that came oh, out. Right? No, or you can you, talk about that Porsche. To be even more granular, you can search Model 3 and replace it with iPod. Oh, yeah. And you can yeah. search Discman and replace it with any ice car. <laughs> that's how I view this. And that's why, like, I don't own I don't own any Apple shares in my large account anymore. I made a ton off of Apple. It's the best stock I've ever invested in. Tesla resembles Apple so much, and it they're they they're frequently put in the same hate basket. Yeah, and like I think yeah. that the, now that Steve Jobs is dead. Yeah, it's so funny. Uh, it's twenty years later, and it's like guys, it's history repeating itself. No one's understanding how big this is going to be. Everywhere you go in a Tesla, like you, you guys talked about it last week when you're driving through like a town and like a small town, you're like celebrities. Uh, that like joy that people have for electric vehicles is just now starting. And I think that like it, people don't understand the value proposition there. Uh, it's just something that, but also from like someone who traded Apple and like owned Apple through all these bull and bear markets. The way that Tesla trades today is so much like how Apple traded from 2001 through 2011. You know, that 10-year period, Apple would trade intraday like $8, no problem, you know, all the time. Apple now trades, you know, it doesn't trade as volatile. Clearly, Friday it did. But like, um, you know, I, I really think that Tesla is where that volume is now. That's where like the, the, that FUD you know, that you see posted all the time. Sure. That's well, you, have the, you have the focus of giant, old, rich corporate car companies, corporations that have had bailouts that have all have all these benefits. You have the complete focus of their marketing department because Tesla is destroying them. Mm -hmm. So when you have that many like marketing machines out to get you, it's like obvious how easily they can sway public opinion you know, I had somebody in the grocery store parking lot this week look at my car, kind of do a double take. And he was like, hey, man, what problems have you had with your car? I was like, excuse me? <laughs> like, if you had a problem with this, and this, he listed off all these things that were like totally the last six months of fear, uncertainty, and doubt yeah. getting thrown out there by the ice car company. So I was like, no, nah, man, I haven't had any of those problems. He's like, you do you pay to charge? You pay? Yeah, he had like a million questions. As soon as I it, like interacted with him, he was like, oh, now I have all the other questions. Um, and he he was driving like a a Mazda truck, which I hadn't seen in forever. I was like, dude, your truck's pretty rare. That thing's red. He's like, oh, thanks, man. It's this car's a little. <laughs> but he had so many questions. Like, what's it cost you to charge? What's what's this? What's that? But he it was he said like, have the seats fallen apart? He had all these just ridiculous things. I'm like. No, man, the seats aren't falling apart. This is like a luxury car. The seats, the seats aren't falling apart. Like, he, he was, like, ample, all the ideas he had of the problems with the car were, like, amplified. So he wanted to, like, bring them all up and, like, put me on the spot. Like, he's going to get me. Mm -hmm. oh, yeah. I'm like, I'm a, I was thinking about that today. Everyone like, talks about how bad uh, Tesla services. I, mean, I think it's, it's some ways it's good, and then sometimes it's bad. It just depends. But I think that's true of most service experiences people have with cars, but they're getting it done by a dealer. Yeah. So they're all like, the dealer screwed me. The dealership. Whereas the d Tesla, it's Tesla. Yeah. Right? So the person doing, uh, the company doing the service is Tesla. So they're like, Tesla screwed me. 
Sure. So there's like a diffusion of all the issues that other cars have that don't make it to the brand. Like the, it's, the but it's like any other Google review. Um, yeah. People exactly. aren't people aren't motivated to talk about how great their service was because I've I've had like four or five great service experiences with Tesla, and I never rushed to the internet to tell everyone how great it was. You only rush to the internet when you're pissed off. And I think that there's like a, there's like a negative tilt to Yelp reviews, to Google map reviews, like whatever kind of reviews, uh, that it shows up in Tesla. I think that's, that's what's happening a lot of the times. The people who are angry enough to post about it on Reddit or whatever, they're doing it because they had a bad experience. And Adam's right. You, you can blame Tesla directly when you have a bad experience because they were the yeah. ones that are responsible. Uh, but I can tell you that I've had very good experiences with Northeast Ohio service, with Southern California service, and with Texas service. Yeah. And that's three different big-ass states. And I witnessed the, the Houston service center scale uh, as the Model S shipped, and then the X, and now the three. And then I witnessed Southern California as the S just exploded and the X was everywhere, and they just were ramping up for three as I left. And then, yeah, I've seen Ohio as the three has started to explode here. And it's great to see. But, like, the way that they pivoted in Ohio, I think, is coming straight to you, you know, and uh, when they can. The biggest complaint I have about Tesla is parts. There's always a delay. Whenever it's a parts issue, you're going to wait. But that's like any luxury car. And I think what you're seeing here is that, like, people who are, like, a lot of people, Tesla is their first luxury car that they bought. That was my first luxury car that I ever bought. Uh, yeah. you know, like, and I think like, um, there's that like expectation that you just want everything to be perfect. Uh, and most of the time it is, but yeah, it's, it's, I think a challenge. Uh, but yeah, we should actually mention since we're talking about service, right? Should we talk about this guy, Tony? Yeah, we should talk about that guy. So, he was an ex, I think he's not executive, but he was, he was up there director or something at, uh, at Tesla when the Roadster came out. His name's in there, I'm sure. Mm -hmm. He was like the head of service for a large territory. Like. Yeah, he ended up taking over a lot of the West Coast. Um, so he's mm -hmm. one of the few guys that understands all the inner workings of <clears throat> the Roadster. Yeah. The original 1500 Roadsters. So a lot of people, you know, and it's many of the early adopters because the car costs so much. It's all other executives, right, or the people that own these things. Mm -hmm. So he basically became the go-to non-Tesla guy to service your Roadster. In Seattle. In Seattle. Yeah. Right? But at first. It's just about everything. He tests yeah. the car. He tests and uh, um, does uh, diagnostics of the cars like the old-fashioned way where you're like, piece by piece checking each system without using any kind of electronic digital diagnostic tool. Like mm -hmm. he's really doing it manually, even though it's a mostly digital system. Mm -hmm. um, well, that's because he doesn't have access to the software. That's right. right. Yeah. Tesla hasn't given him access to the diagnostic software. Yeah. And they also, he also points out that Tesla doesn't provide training while they have made white papers and released a lot of the documentation on, on, on aspects of the systems mm -hmm. for all cars. Um, they don't certify people in it. You, you can't not, you can't be a, you have to be a Tesla employee to be certified in working on the cars. I was cracking up when I was watching this tonight. Cause it was like eight Microsoft, like high up employees all have roadsters. 
Of course. Well, that's, that's, that was the target market, right, for the cars. I mean, they subsidized all of us being able to drive S's. And, and a lot of them bought shares of the company, too, though. I thought that was also funny to hear. Yep. And even though he says in the video he doesn't agree with Elon Musk, you know, no one else did it. Elon Musk was the person that did it. That came yeah. up with the idea that, that grew it, that got the funding, that mm -hmm. built the cars, that got the right people to, to design the tech. So super interesting video. Um, and he echoed a bunch of things that I've talked about with uh, – his name's um, Carl Medlock, and yeah. he was the former territory manager for almost 10 years or something. Yeah, but, yeah, he, he was the man. And him and, him and his son worked there. Uh, there was a part of the video that I thought was really cool. Yeah, like they brought in a wrecked uh, roadster, right? Yep. And they show how they basically have to recreate parts because they – you know, yeah, he, he he goes out there and he he has this like junkyard of Tesla parts, and he basically creates molds uh, for whatever part you need. You know, because they're Tesla's not even really shipping parts for the Roadster 1.0 at this point. So it's it, it, he yeah, really too limited. You can't find him anywhere. So he's kind of become the de facto person to fix your Tesla Roadster 1.0, uh, which is kind of amazing. <laughs> His prices are pretty high. I mean, he only works with Microsoft executives and Roadster owners. <laughs> and people who can afford to ship their cars from freaking, you know. Florida. Uh, yeah, Florida. Yeah, right. He said Florida or California, in, I think, in some cases. Oh, it's kind of a testament to how good these things were that people still want to be driving around despite the fact that there's been multiple subsequent. But yeah, this is this is a CNBC story though, in case yeah. you folks want to check it out. Uh, but about Carl yeah. Medlock. I like the video, right? It's a ten minute video, it had its fair share of like Tesla bashing, Elon bashing, but then it ended on this kind of high note that was like yeah. they were the ones that did it. That's yeah. why the car exists. That's He's why like he said he said, I still think he I still think Elon can be a jackass at times, but he's the guy who did it and yeah. I still support him. Yeah, I liked. <laughs> like, I was like, that seems that, that you could replace Elon Musk with Steve Jobs. <laughs> you could ask any former Apple employee who got fired by Steve Jobs what they thought of their time working for him. It's probably the best work they ever did, but they hate him. <laughs> you know, like I think Elon's a lot like that, and uh, he talked about it even during the the video about the politics within the company. He's like, if you're still there, you know how to play the game, is what he and said. And what's really funny is when I did the Fremont factory tour, we did an Airbnb right up the street from where the factory was. And the uh, woman that owned the house we Airbnb'd in, what used to work for a Tesla. And she echoed almost that exact sentiment when I, I prompted her about like, Oh, you work for Tesla. Like, tell me more about, it. she's like, yeah, I was there for six years or something. And basically by the end, I couldn't handle it anymore. You basically, if you didn't know how to play the game, you were out. If you weren't on the inside of the executives, then you were on the outs, which I can completely understand working for a startup, working at GE for seven and a half years as a contractor. Like if you're not, if you don't have an in, there are certain corporate yes. effects Very that political. aren't exactly, aren't going to do anything to further your career. And you're going to be in yeah. a bad way if you, if you don't know the right people and make the right moves when you're there. So, so let's, let's make, let's that, that point happens not just a Tesla problem, right? That happens at all companies. So sure. Let's point and laugh at this thing guys. Cause Holy crap. Have you seen this? Yeah, of course you've seen this. This Taycan interior. 
I, I get. I'm trying to like take a step back from tweeting negative things about the take hand. No, I know, but look at this. <laughs> what I don't, just looking at it, there's a bunch of questions I have. Like, why do you need the duplicate controls on two screens? Do you see that? <laughs> yeah. Navigation, music. Doing this versus um, doing this. They're just like, repeating okay. buttons. Why are we putting a display all the way over there? Like, I, I, yeah, I don't know. It's like the. Your hands here, or your hands here. It's like it's an effect. Shotgun crotch screen. I don't know. It's it's weird. It's, uh, it's got the map over there. I, I probably <laughs> stuff can shift around. I hope. But I, why would you? Hey, you know what I need? I need the map on the the passenger side, really bad. Like no, I need it in front of me, like right here. You know, and I'm I man, and just the slant. Of that, the other control system down there, you know, that, that slant, I believe that's a screen, right? Um, yeah, it is. Why? You, you know what I love? I love looking at screens at weird angles, especially with light hitting them. I'm sure that's going to be great. You know, like, I don't know. I they know even have a glare in that photo, and it's probably CG. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point, Adam. There's even a glare on the screen in the photo. Uh, so yeah, I just look at this and I, I saw it and I was like, "This is horrible." We have to talk about it. So use your mouse and point just over the steering wheel in the center, below the zero, but above the steering wheel. Okay, to the left. Somebody pointed this out on Twitter yesterday, and I was dying laughing. There is a gas pump. Uh, no, no, to the right, the one to the right, where it has yes. So where the range is, it shows a gas pump next to the range number. Oh, I can't, like, it, it's almost impossible to zoom in, but I see it, yeah, right there. Yeah. Wow. I mean, there are people that have been totally nitpicking everything about this picture. Somebody photoshopped a, a Netflix N on top of that, that clock in the center of it. <laughs> like, you're going to play Netflix on that tiny screen. Like, there have been a lot of great Tesla. Yeah, well, they mentioned they might start streaming service, because I think cause that's what Tesla said. So, like, oh, yeah, 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 we'll do that, too. Yeah, I'm going to uh, on this screen here, I think. Because that, that's definitely the aspect ratio. Wait, or is this whole thing a screen? Is this, like a, I'm not sure is this a, one long display or two? It's hard oh, to tell. Man, if it's ultra wide, maybe they're ahead of their times. The best, the best <laughs> is that Porsche and Volkswagen Motor Group are tweeting like, "Oh, the center console is a distraction in a Model 3. And then this is the. Oh design. no, I know that's the response. Right, it's hysterical. The the single iPad-looking screen is a distraction, and then they make this monstrosity. It's like, okay. And then, hey, let's put a UI where you have to reach all the way over here. Because uh, it's expensive. The car is expensive. So they're like, how can we outdo Tesla? Throw in a bunch of screens. This is where... Maybe that'll justify this. This is the price. When the specs came out, that was the first thing that I tweeted, was, okay, you guys had, what, six years? You had six years to make a car better than the performance ludicrous mode Model S, right? You had yeah. six years to do it. And this is the car you came out with, and it's slower. Yes. You're a Porsche. You're a Porsche. You're supposed to be like the luxury highest end thing. It also costs 130K. That's the starting price for this car. Like, mm -hmm. everyone's like, oh, it's so compelling. It's so great. It's not great. They're owned by Volkswagen. This is like... Well, there's video of someone sitting in the back seat, and it looks super cramped, too. It's a complete um, it's I'm a sure it's a decent track car, but, like, what percentage of the market 
needs to spend 130k on a truck car. 53 inches of screen real estate. <laughs> like, is that like, including the egg timer, or is that not digital? <laughs> I think that's digital. That probably includes that timer there, Adam. I really think this is ultra wide. I don't know. If I could play Doom on here, maybe maybe I'll switch. Get out of here. I'm kidding. This is ridiculous. Get this right is, out of here. This is such trash. And it's what I was going to say, Tony, is like, we are talking about how car makers and Tesla are very different. This is a fine example of that. Tesla gets people from the, uh, you know, I don't know, tech industry <laughs> like to actually come and help them with UI and UX. Like that car is not clearly not uh, that's built by car people, right? That's a car person. It's built by car people, except it doesn't outperform a six-year-old Model S. That's what I'm just saying. Like, but the car, yeah, they, don't, they don't want it to. They it's want you to buy the. They want you to buy their gas-powered vehicle. That's yeah, the performance. Yeah, they still have a bunch of gas cars they need to sell. So, speaking of which. Speaking of which, let's talk about this this terrible company VW that you mentioned. Boom, six hundred seventy nine thousand cars. Wait, 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 did we talk about last week how the 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 Dieselgate cars that they supposedly fixed? No, that was that came out after our episode. It was like the day after our episode. That's even worse. I agree. I agree. Uh, That's why I was like on our show notes. I'm just like. I, I think I just said VW continues to be awful. Like, cause like there were three headlines out of v, VW this week. The big, I thought the biggest one was that they're recalling 679,000 cars. Cause uh, like, it's just, it's an electronic issue. Yeah. And then thinking it's not in drive and it just rolls away. Mm-hmm. The e-tron got recalled too for fire risk. And uh, <laughs> if Tesla had a recall for fire risk, everyone would go ape. It'd yeah, be news stock would be up thirty five percent that day. So those two. This is just it's just another example, just showing how powerful the Volkswagen marketing machine is, right? So this article breaks the Dieselgate two point thing breaks. They also lied about emission standards on the software fix that they have applied to cars, right? At certain temperatures, the car is still polluting at the super high rate. Many times, mm-hmm. the limit in all countries, right? So both of them Volkswagen marketing machine managed to push those to the back by posting, Hey, we might buy Tesla. Yeah. Oh God. Why? Why'd you do this? Why do you do this? New York times? Hey, well, no, I think that's highly probable. There we go. But yeah, so here you go. This is the story I think was, I think it broke. Yeah. The 22nd, um, Piled up in huge lots, Volkswagens reworked diesels trickle trickle to buyers. But it's also no, they they faked the test results. Of they had yeah, they had ones. they put something in their fix for the diesel gate was to put something in the car that would know when it was being tested to not run at emission break emission standards breaking levels. Right, that's how horrible this company is. Just saying. Well, they know. They just did a calculation, simple calculation for corporate greed, right? They were like, yeah. if we lie again, what's the worst that could happen? We've already been fined this much. We could pay it off again. doesn't really matter. Yeah, they've... Well, I mean, too big to fail. They're just... They don't care. Listen, I, I was... Almost never go to, never go to prison. That. It's just ridiculous. I just don't want to hear any more green people in my feeds 
saying how the take hand is a step in the right direction. We should be celebrating it. We should not be celebrating it. No. It's a joke. It is a smokescreen. Mm-hmm. If they truly wanted to make a better car, they would have made a car faster. Than, it's about performance. They should have made a car faster than the Model S that came out six years ago. Like, don't pretend that this car, people are going to see the take hand and be like, oh, wow, $130,000 supercar. Oh, I'm going to go buy it. I'm going to go green. No, no one's saying that. It's not a step in the right direction. Volkswagen's Eagle, evil, they own Porsche. Stop pretending. Just stop. It also kind of reminds me of the i8. Remember that Tesla killer? Yeah, the Tesla killer, that's a, that's a hybrid. It's not even electric. <laughs> yeah, they're like, we're going to still put an engine in there. Uh, Wait, Austin, just Google, like, fat guy i8. It's really <laughs> funny. I want people. <laughs> you just want people to see this? Oh, it's real comical, the way you get in and out of the car. This guy has so much trouble. I mean, I don't want to fat shame anybody. No, I'm not. It, it's not. It's shaming the I-8. Okay. I just... Oh, wait. I have to log in to see oh, this? Oh, my gosh. You're this just... Pinterest? Why is it on Pinterest? Hold on. Uh, here we go. I got it on YouTube. This, uh, this poor guy. So, he did he buy it? I assume he's an owner. Yeah, well... This is pretty funny. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> it's a car for every man. It's, it's the every man's hybrid. Gets better. For <laughs> <laughs> four viewers, I hope you have the video. If you haven't seen this before, it's yeah, good. yeah. Like, this is one where you have you have to. He takes a break. Oh my goodness! Yeah, this is definitely a podcast where you really should watch the YouTube version. It's the everyman's vehicle. Oh wait, is he gonna make it? Uh, not yet. All right. He it's got it. The oh, <laughs> there it is. There it is. Up oh, and oh, <laughs> then he bumps his head. That's that's good. Okay. There you go. You see that clickbait right after? Here's why it's worth marketing. 150k for that. <laughs> yeah, you see that clickbait right afterwards. That's, That's pretty awesome. amazing. That's awesome. Uh, yeah. Also, much like you said, and we're Tesla shareholders. I was also uh, I looked, searched for a year to find the turbo diesel that I wanted. I owned a red Preston wheels special edition body kit Volkswagen TDI, which I yeah. purchased before Dieselgate. And then looked mm-hmm. for the car and obsessed over it for a year before I found the exact one I wanted. Flew to another state to pick it up. Sounds familiar. Okay, which was a fantastic car. Unfortunately, I was completely being lied to. So when they gave me the opportunity, I took the damages, which that settlement and all that took forever. Mm-hmm. And then I thought it would be a great idea to take a GTI off the lot, which someone had just turned in, an elderly couple. So I bought a GTI with 19,000 miles on it and the turbo failed on it three weeks after I bought it. So I have plenty of reasons to hate Volkswagen. Just wanted to highlight that. And yet you gave them your money. And I did it twice. I did it after Dieselgate. I am disappointed. I may drink Starbucks cups, but I never gave money to VW. Listen, we were all lied to, okay? Just saying. I'm sitting here on my high horse. You went and did it again. Yeah, they lied to you, and you turn around and you give them your money again like a sucker. 
Listen, the car was turned into CarMax, and now I drive a Model 3, so there you I've made go. up for it. There you go. You've, you've finally come to the light. Uh, and, you know, it's a message to all you other VW owners out there. Hey, the VW Jetta used to be a good car back in the day. Uh, you know, like, they, they weren't always a terrible company. But, and, like, Porsche used to be a high-performance vehicle. <laughs> like, I agree. What I think it's talking, hilarious. The Jetta? What are you talking about, the Jetta? Hey, you guys remember Jeff, right? Mm-hmm. Red-haired Jeff yeah. from high school? Yeah. The airbag failed in his Jetta, and he was in a front-end collision, and he wow. smashed his entire front of his face. On the okay, screen. well, that Jetta clearly sucked. I don't know. I had a few friends with Jettas that were, like, I think late 90s models. That, that was, like, a 2006 Jetta. Those, that's what I mean. So, like was later, that the kind of airbag where all of them got recalled? Yeah. Probably. It was. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm talking, yeah, like, 90s. I'm talking 90s Jettas, Tony. Like, there was, like, a time where that car was, like, well-made. It was, like... Back back when Shaq News was founded, you know Maybe. what I mean, like, but not not in the last decade. <laughs> uh, so he, he, let's uh, let's shift from uh, real news to some fake news about Tesla, because <laughs> like because only discuss fake news that we make up at this very moment. No, like we want to call out fake news here, right? That's our job. We we yes. we want to point it out and say this isn't correct. This was. No one should have reported this. Is Volkswagen acquiring Tesla? <laughs> CEO says yes, but spokesman denies. And Tony was speaking to how this story came out after all the other bad stories. This is how you push it. You SEO. It's SEO, man. You just got to push those bad articles out with nonsense. You just throw out some nonsense to push the Google yeah. News feed lower. It's the only way you can get Tesla. I mean, uh, Volkswagen's name in a positive story is to put it with Tesla, I guess. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the Manager Magazine, a German business publication, uh, reported that Volkswagen Group CEO Herbert Dice was interested in acquiring a state in uh, Tesla. Citing company sources, the magazine said Volkswagen was eyeing Tesla's competence in battery technology and software as the German automobile giant expands its own electric vehicle efforts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, this, this is BS. And it, you know what? It actually made the stock go up. So as someone who's long the stock, I shouldn't be like, oh, yeah, don't pay attention to this story. No, I just want actual information to be what's on my Google feed. And when I saw this, I don't know if you saw my tweet. I was just like, nope. There's no freaking way in hell. I was like, <laughs> like, don't don't buy Tesla stock thinking VW is gonna buy it. That's all I'm saying right now. Uh, but yeah, I, I thought that was some good, solid fake news right from the CEO of Volkswagen, Tony. So that's just that's just good SEO is all that is. That's just solid SEO. <laughs> solid SEO. Okay. Speaking, SEO, this is how you do it. Speaking of solid SEO, Adam, I don't know if you've seen this one yet. Uh, I was, you know, doing my my due diligence, uh, you know, before our show because uh, I was here early because you guys were asleep. Um, but yeah, check this out. So this is the number one trend for Tesla in the last twenty four hours, Adam. Oh yeah, yeah. Tesla driver asleep. Love it. Some people were saying this looked like it was fake. It's definitely fake. Like the guy puts his hand in the steering wheel in the last second of the. Yeah, video. look at this right here. Watch. It looks like. Listen, if I didn't have my family in the car, I'd be calling people like this all the time. 
It's the middle of the day, which makes the falling asleep list. Yeah, I think. You see was... how he grabs it at the last second? Yeah, yeah. And I guess know. when that is? That's right around that 30-second mark, which it's, is it's when... he's got. Yeah, he's got a full 20 seconds to ham it up for the video, you know? Yeah. So that's why I'm like, I saw that, and I'm like, he saw someone was filming him, and he was messing with them. So in my opinion, that's fake news. Uh, but the number one trend, which we're going to name our episode that. We're going to say, Tesla driver falls asleep at wheel, fake news. We're getting, le- <laughs> we're getting lessons on SEO in episode three. There you go. We're actually, and you know, look, I'm, I'm using the screen share feature pretty well. Well, I, it would actually be good for competing companies to have driver assistance software get like regu- heavily regulated because they're so far behind. Mm-hmm. So it wouldn't be a surprise for me in acts of desperation that they try to like restrict the release of the uh, autopilot type software. Because like Toyota's what a year or two behind even existing stuff, and it, and it is more expensive and requires expensive sensors. Yeah, Nissan's much further ahead. Yeah, um, where is um, it? I think it's is it Moody's. Yeah, well, Nissan uses Mobileye. Mobileye's uh, latest chips are pretty good, and they have good software. I'm, I'm talking even Nissan cars now that ship with, like, uh, adaptive cruise control and stuff. They're, yeah. Those features are good in those cars, so. can't find the story. Um, I don't know if I linked it in our Slack or not, but... Uh... Tesla had their credit rating raised. Yeah. Did I link that to you? To stable. I didn't see yeah. It. Um, upgraded. Oh, I'll check. Uh, I'll check uh, the Tesla price target on TipRanks.com. My favorite way to put my finger in the air on hashtag ad. Um, yeah, I'm not surprised that I can't find any stories about this, Adam. But <laughs> I know that it happened. Tesla's bond rent rating was increased uh, yeah. to stable because of. I found it. It's a Tesla. There's a Tesla Roddy article. It's Tesla Roddy. Uh, Tesla Roddy. That's one of those fake. That's one of those fake Tesla news outlets, right? No, they're great. Um, and no one actually, else will cover it. But yeah, here we go. Let's uh, let's shout out to Tesla Roddy for covering this. Uh, yeah, they. I thought this was fantastic news, and no one was paying attention to it. It was a week where it was only the bad news for Tesla mattered, and Moody's I, upgraded this to me for a company where the number one thesis for Tesla Q is that it's going bankrupt, right? That's why we slapped the Q on the end of it. If the credit agencies are saying that they're better, they have better liquidity than they've ever had. That seems like a big blow to Tesla Q, and yeah, so you got. Moody's upgrades Tesla to stable over Model 3 efficiencies and adequate liquidity. Uh, so, yeah, this is, this is pretty great. Um, they also upgraded their speculative-grade liquidity rating from weak to adequate. So this is that, you know how they had junk status before? Yeah. This is a big deal. This means that the bond market is a little more stable than people realize. And you, you think about the, the deals that they've done. Uh, sometimes there've been debt finance, sometimes they've been equity, sometimes he's, they've done hybrids of those. Uh, this, is, this is great news. 
Uh, it means that, and now I, I will say this about Moody's and Standard and Poor's as ratings agencies. They got 2007 so wrong for all the banks that I wouldn't really trust them too much. But this is something where they've been negative about Tesla pretty much forever. So to well, see they, them. Yeah. I just saw a glance at the article. They were still predicting negative free cash flow over the next 12 months, which Tesla does not expect that. They expect positive free cash flow, right? Yeah. So they're taking a particularly negative. Yeah, they're outlook. still negative on it. It's not still, like. Yeah, but stable. now they still raised it as stable. So even like in a bad situation, it seemed to be all right. Yeah. So I think that as just from a shareholder perspective was really great news. Um, yeah. And yeah, if you were a bondholder, you're probably pretty happy about that too. Uh, so yeah, I think. Do you have any convertible bonds? No, I don't. I don't own any debt instruments at all. I don't. I'd rather own dividend paying stocks if I had to uh, go down that route for interest rates. So like right now I'd say my dividend stock that pays me the most is Nintendo. Um, but yeah, like I get, you know, talking about interest rates, woof. have you guys been paying attention to that at all? Uh, the 10 year German Bund, it has a negative interest rate and the 10 year Japanese uh, JGB, it has a negative interest rate and multiple times in the past, few months we've had an inversion of the yield curve where the two-year had a higher rate than the 10-year uh so i know that's kind of adjacent to what we talk about on this podcast but it is what people talk about as a signal of a recession yeah uh within 12 to 18 months so that's something to pay attention to but I think it's interesting at a time where that debt market is really upside down. Yeah. Tesla's debt is looking better than it has in years. So that's, I think, yeah. good news. I, I do think that the Federal Reserve is basically pigeonholed into a situation where they have to flatten out the yield curve somehow. And the only way to do that is to cut rates. Uh, so I think that they're being put in this situation because it's like an opportunity cost thing. Why would you buy J uh, Japanese government bonds for negative interest rates where you have to pay them to hold your money yep. where you could go to America and get paid for them to borrow your money. Yeah. Uh, so I well, think it's like stock that pays a dividend as well. So, yeah. yeah. And then obviously the problem with dividend paying stocks is that they are all based on payout ratios. So if the company's earnings plummet, they can't pay the dividend. If yeah. the government, the so. government's going to pay you your money, no matter what it's good back by the full faith and credit of the United States. So I think that that's the difference. That's why there is an element of risk to owning a dividend paying stock versus a bond. But I would still prefer that because I get the equity appreciation. I get capital appreciation on top of dividends. So in the case of something like Nintendo, it's like a one point something percent dividend yield, but you know, it's up. Uh, so yeah. I, you know, I, I think, uh, and I think it's going higher. Uh, but yeah, it's, Something that we should be paying attention to, I wanted to bring attention to it because I think that the yield curve situation is, it, it speaks to where the global economy is kind of going back to the whole trade war that we're in. I think the global economy is slowing down. And I think that Tesla's ability to grow sales at 60% in this kind of economy speaks to how big of an opportunity there is for the long run. You know, yep. like uh, I tweeted at... Yeah. 
at Tesla Truth, I think. I was like, Apple, he, he, was, he was talking a lot about how Apple and Tesla were similar and the product cycles were similar. Uh, Apple did a really good job of managing themselves through the dot-com bubble and then the housing uh, crisis, uh, you know, yeah. the, the Great Recession. Yeah. And I think Tesla has shown that they handled themselves very well during the Great Recession. For sure. And what, I think whatever's coming up, they'll probably be able to navigate it um, because their their revenues are growing, yeah. you know, and like there's just not many companies left in year 10 of a bull market that are growing revenues at this pace. Yeah. So I think like well, that's... Yeah, I think they handle it better than a lot of the other auto manufacturers. Of course. Big just time. look at them buying the Fremont factory, even just the property value. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, a recession, if they could get some cheap factory or something, it could benefit them. Yeah. Plus, a lot of the auto manufacturers will probably do layoffs. They might be able to pick off some people. I don't mm-hmm. know. But, yeah, and, yeah, you, you can go look at the Ford chart. Not doing so hot. It hasn't been for a while. Uh, you know, Even there's... they have a truck, they're going to have an EV that can pull 49 tr- trains? Can in 2025? Fly? <laughs> wasn't that wasn't that what is that launching i don't know i they they released those uh pictures of the ev uh mustang as well which yeah like pretty interesting I just, it's just funny it's okay. just it's just laughable all these companies are like oh yeah we're on the bandwagon too guys we're almost there yeah well before everyone disclaims we're a bunch of tesla fanboys i'm gonna re- we gotta talk about this the uh the tesla working uh tesla working to resolve dispute with walmart over solar panel fires so what was it? Seven different installations of solar panels caught fire at Walmart stores. Yeah, these are all installed by Solar City before uh, Tesla bought them. Yeah. So yeah, these aren't Tesla installs. So this is these are liabilities that were acquired by Elon when he basically bailed out Solar City. Uh, these are unknown liabilities at the time, basically. Uh, yeah. And yeah, I, I don't. I, what was it? Two episodes ago, we were talking about how little effect on the income statement uh, Tesla Energy has. Yeah, here you go. Yeah, well, I mean, most analysts just value it at zero or whatever. Yeah, it's 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 like a rounding error on the revenue line. Yeah. So when I saw this, and then I saw the stock tank, I was like, "Come on!" It's like it's just, it's disproportionate. It's like yes, this is bad. Yes, they should pay for it, and they should fix it, and they should do right by their customers. But this is not a reason to sell the stock off $8. It's truly not. And uh, I just that's why, like, as someone who wants more shares of Tesla, I'm, like, sitting here just, like, watching it, and I'm like, okay, there's another dumb story. These things tend to come in threes. So I'm yeah. like, okay, let's wait for, like, the third dumb story, and maybe I could get some Tesla under 200 again. Uh but yeah, even like uh, Tesla Truth was talking about how like it doesn't make he like he's like here's how much money they made off Tesla Energy last year. Here's how much this fine is going to be. Here's how much of market cap they lost. It yeah. just doesn't add up. Uh, so I think it was an excuse to sell. I think this market is just kind of it's volatile and it's looking for excuses to sell. And there's a lot of skittish people in in some stocks that like. Well, they, there's also probably algorithms that auto sell when they see the words Tesla and fire. Sure. I guarantee that there are, there's that, but that what I'm glad you brought up uh, programmatic trading because that coupled with people who use stop loss orders, that's what causes cascading sell-offs. And I think that's what's happening again. 
is that people buy Tesla at 190 and they're like, okay, I'm up to 230. I'm going to put it in a 210 stop, right? And then the yeah. computer goes right down to 210, sells you, and then it buys it up yeah. and it goes up to like 212, 218. Yeah. And it's like, I feel like stop loss orders are a very dangerous game if you're a Tesla shareholder. And I never used them when I was an Apple shareholder either. Cause I was like, I don't care. Like if it drops, it's going to come back. That's my attitude with Tesla right now at these prices. I really think like if, if it does drop, it could drop $50. I wouldn't care. I would just want to buy more. Um, you know, and like, I don't want it to drop $50, but I just know that this market's uh, it's, it's, it's looking for reasons to cause big sell-off. Uh, but yeah, I'm glad that they're working already to maintain that relationship with Walmart because Walmart is like probably one of the largest real estate owners in the country uh, when it comes to giant flat roofs that we could put solar on. Uh, so yeah, and uh, yeah, Walmart's not, I don't think they blamed video games for this either. So good for Walmart. <laughs> Violent video games. Take out <laughs> violent video games. Take out solar panels. A Walmart where all the game video games were removed from being sold, but the same place with selling guns or whatever. Yeah. All right. I don't know if that was a real picture, but it made me laugh. Made per makes perfect sense. Also, remove all the music with uh, uh, explicit lyrics. Yeah, and help too. It was rap music. Rap music broke those solar panels. Well, I, I kind of wonder what the fires were. Like, I read some hypothesizing that it was some uh, connectors that were bad mm -hmm. back from where, whoever they purchased them from. Yeah, or it could be... Weird, uh, There's only a few... Fires to put panels up on the roof. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. There's only All a right. few parts. Solar systems are pretty simple. simple. You know, there's only a couple pieces that could actually catch fire, so... I don't think it's yeah, I mean, it could be faulty wiring. Inverters yeah. could catch fire. But it's uh, said the panels, right? Yeah, I, wanted to, I wanted to give a tip ranks update on Tesla stock. There were a couple changes. A couple of holds moved to sells. So there are now seven buys, six holds, and 14 sells out of 27 analysts that have made comments on Tesla stock. The average price target is $245.62. The potential upside is considered $500 plus, and the potential floor is $135 a share. Well, that's all great, Tony, but I got some bad news for you. What? David Einhorn says Elon Musk should resign over solar panel fires. Job. I'm a Tesla short, and I I'm think Elon short. should resign. Take my Elon, Elon should resign. I'm short Tesla. Wait, is this article posted on CNBC? I'm yes. so shocked. I'm so shocked and stunned. I'm shocked. This is my shocked face, Tony. David Einhorn. Einhorn, who like lost what a massive percentage of his portfolio. He's getting wrecked in this Tesla short, and he refuses <laughs> to back down. He told me to short Tesla at the Value Investing Congress at twenty six dollars a share. He's a, he's a, well, was it him or was it the T3 partners? Guy? Whitney Tilson and David Einhorn, like all those yeah. jaboofers were sitting well, there. He's this a stock genius. He's not in anyone's pocket, first of all. And he's a financial genius. <laughs> he got one thing right. One. One. He got Lehman right. That's it. He got one thing right. And guess what? 
you could have thrown a dart at any bank in the United States and had the same benefit. You know, all of them went down 90% from 2006 to 2008, you know, but oh my God, he got Lehman Brothers short, right? He gave 178 slide presentation about why Lehman Brothers was going to go to zero. How many times did I tell you guys at the same time that I didn't want, and I was like, good news, none of you own U.S. Bank common stock. Remember, that was all I used to talk about was U.S. Bank common stock, not just USB. I'm talking all of them. But yeah, that's ridiculous. That is the most absurd headline I saw of the week, but I had to throw it in there because, yes, there are, I think there's a groundswell now of analysts who are seeing the story at Tesla and they're starting to look at it as a revenue story instead of a, an earnings story. And they're looking at it as a tech company instead of a car company. And then you can start to reconcile some of the PE ratios, price to sale ratios, price to book. Like so many times, Value investors get so stuck on their dogma that they miss the point. This product is hot and it's growing. Get out of the way. You know, and they're just, they're not getting it. The, these same idiots are the ones who told me to buy JCPenney at 43 a share. <laughs> that's a great move. It's a great, great move. Like, you know where that stock I is right now? Do you know I where JCPenney is right now? It's 55 cents a share. <laughs> it's a no, almost, but it's like uh, my favorite tweet. My favorite tweet when that that Einhorn news broke, news quote unquote broke when that story broke. Um, so somebody posted Einhorn uh, asterisk no longer a billionaire because <laughs> it said a bunch of the headlines said billionaire Einhorn says blah 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 right. That's the rest of the storyline. I like the, the asterisk. Asterisk no longer billionaire. <laughs> that's a short hashtag no longer billionaire i mean he made a lot of money shorting lehman he made some money in the dot-com bubble uh he's losing he, it all betting against tesla so that's yeah i mean that's it's how it goes man like it's the stock market but you get it if you don't like the story change it right it's marketing 101 i i don't i, I don't think it's bizarre why he would think it even makes sense to talk about oh elon should step down they That's like asking a wolf just, what the sheep should do. It's the it's the SEO game that Tony's talking about. It's like, oh, okay. <laughs> he got to the top of the SEO pile with that. One hundred percent. Um, but now guy asleep at Tesla is, is what we're gonna call this this episode. Guys are sleeping in Teslas like every week. I know, but this one you gotta sleep in your Tesla. So yeah, <laughs> and then post it to Tesla Fudge and get a million views. <laughs> Guy has sleep at Tesla. Park, like outside your house. Guy has sleep in Tesla. Just have, just have my daughter like carry a, a rolling backdrop past the car and I'll just <laughs> sit there and sleep. Not even. Just par- sit there parked, sleeping. Film it. I'll make a higher budget on that. Okay. All right, what do we got left? What what's list? I think, I got that's, I think that's everything. I think we hit yes. I, I did we we knocked we knocked it out of the park, you guys. I want to give a quick tour. I want to give a quick tour as I've had many Twitter conversations, PMs regarding Hot Wheels collections and Tesla people. Because everybody's mm-hmm. giving away Model Threes. This is the one that I give away. Mm-hmm. Pretty much the only one to people that like my car or kids I take for test drives in the car. That sounded really weird. I mean, <laughs> friends of mine that have kids, so we go for a test drive in the car. They get one. <laughs> But, yeah. Come on, Sonny. I want to give a quick, quick 
I'm very proud of the. This worked a lot better than a white van. <laughs> it's a little better than a, a giant white, conversion van. Let's get up. Let's come white on model in X. on the Model X. That I borrow. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Uh, no, I do. Take a quick tour of it. I do love those. I have one. I have two, right? When did you start that collection? Recently? I, when I got my Model 3, actually, I ended up with one. And then I was like, oh, these are kind of fun. Then I found one at a swap meet. And then I looked on eBay. And then it went downhill from there. Yeah, nice. I right into the Hot, Hot Wheels collection. What's your goal? It's done. I'm already done. This is it. This is the complete collection. I've got a couple of Model X's over there, but those are kind of boring. But there's no. Why do you say that to the Model X owner? From a oh. Hot Wheels perspective, the Model X is just kind of doesn't like, have Falcon wing doors. No, they don't open. Well, that's lame. Throw it in the trash. <laughs> yeah, that's. I guess that's the show, right? We're done. That's the show. Um, that was episode three of Nine to Five Elon, right? Yes. I'm Asif. That's Tony. Sarah was replaced by Hot Wheels cars this week. Uh, we'll try to get her a proper run of show next week. Yes. Adam woke up for this, and he's going to go back to bed. <laughs> and uh, that's it. That's it. Yeah, we should. Oh, the Twitters. I'm at TechnoSucks on Twitter. Tony and Sarah are at TeslaFudge on Twitter and Instagram. Adam is long, at long underscore Elon on Twitter. You can follow us at Shack News on Twitter. This will go up on ShackNews.com tomorrow, which it would be Monday, August 26th. Uh, probably around 4 o'clock in the afternoon again. Uh, and yeah, I'm going to name it a more clickbait headline, and we'll probably get more views as a result. So is your schedule messed up because you're traveling for next week? or is it? Yeah, um, I mean, I'm going to be in Seattle next Sunday. But that's three hours behind Tony. So I would be able to wake up super freaking early. Nah, we're not doing that. Okay. <laughs> or, yeah. We could just do an abbreviated show. always freeze up real late. We could just do many shows or we could just break it up into something else. Or mm -hmm. I mean, what, let's figure out what time you guys are available next week. But I'm I'm gonna be at a convention Saturday and Sunday, uh, so we'll we'll figure it out. I'm willing to find time for it, but it will be harder. And then yeah, the next week I'm gonna be in Japan. Well, we can record together then. Yeah, that won't be hard. So we can do that. Cool. Well, thanks for watching. Subscribe to us on YouTube at Shack News Games uh, at Tesla Fudge uh, at GamerHub. Uh, videos and we're also on twitch twitch.tv slash shack news uh, i streamed a very special super mario maker stream tony i had super mario maker in one side mario super mario maker 2 on another we had david craddock playing there and we had a video there so i had four hdmi inputs rocking at the same time on stream that it was, was pretty, pretty absurd yeah it's pretty fun uh, so yeah, that's all. Uh, and I gotta freaking edit this and start packing because I'm gonna be gone for a month. Crazy. Yep. Okay. Stop recording. See you all. Bye.